wasn't long ago in my home that when it came time to find a movie the whole family could watch together, making the decision involved a visit to the Common Sense Media website. There you could find detailed guidelines on how appropriate a wide range of titles were for kid viewers. Now, Common Sense is stretching in a new direction, launching over the summer a free ad-supported streaming service just for children with the brand name Sensical. Leading this venture is the CEO of Common Sense Networks, Eric Berger, who joins me today to help make sense of Sensical. But first, a word from our sponsors. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to Strictly Business, where we're talking with Eric Berger, CEO of Common Sense Networks. Hey, Eric, good to talk to you as always. You and I go back to your days at Sony Pictures, where you were a real pioneer in the streaming space, leading the way on one of the earliest brands to make a go at premium streaming entertainment at Crackle. So no doubt this sets you up nicely for this new gig. Oh, it does. There's just tremendous learnings from from doing that. Obviously, I'm a believer in ad-supported, and I think there's a, a place for services like that in everyone's personal bundle. And you see that playing out very much so in the market today. But also there's great lessons around psychographics. You know, everyone gets very um, focused on demographics in an ad world and that makes sense, but just understanding specifically what people are looking for, what their motivations are, what their beliefs are is critical. And that's a big part of the opportunity I saw here. There is a shift in consumption that's happening. As I saw when I was at Sony, the shift to, to streaming. Um, into the living room. Uh, but the shift in consumption for kids is profound. Uh, and it's very different. My kids are a little bit older now, but 
they've moved to open user-generated platforms that are not specifically designed for kids. And 80% of them are spending an hour a day on these, on these services where the content is not necessarily appropriate for their age, the advertising is not appropriate, it's algorithm-driven. And you know, parents are overwhelmed with what to do about this. And you know, I, I think this is another opportunity and a place to step in. So talk a bit more about what the play is here, what Sensical is, what content it brings to the table. Yeah. So we've borrowed, you mentioned Common Sense Media, and they've been evaluating content for almost two decades. And we've borrowed and adapted their ratings intellectual property that's based on age appropriateness and child development stages. And we've put that and applied that to short form video, digital first video, some studio video as well, and um, created this industrial process for rating and curating content. And we're out there rating and curating a lot of content that is in line with where kids are today. It gives them another opportunity to watch the content that they want to watch in a type of environment that they're used to, but it's all um, safe. It's beyond safe. It's healthy. It's got learning attributes uh, for it so parents can feel confident and it's free and accessible. So it's an AVOD services on all devices. We'll have 50 plus topic-based channels. We'll have three live channels and we'll have an opportunity for kids and parents to favorite things and make their own channel. And, and as far as the IP itself, are these going to be titles that kids are familiar with? Is there any original content? It very familiar with. So it's a combination of digital first content and studio content. You know, on the studio side, we have people like Sesame Workshop and Nelvana and Nine Story and Jim Henson and Mattel and you know, Thomas and Barbie Vlog and very familiar brands that kids and families are used to. Um, but our but meet our criteria, obviously. Um, but then we also have uh, many, many digital first creators. And some of them are very big. The kids know Pink Fong, Super Simple Songs, Mother Goose Club, Bounce Patrol. But some of them are these hidden gems that aren't caught up in the algorithms of some of these services. And we've found them. But all told, I think uh, it's over about 3 billion views last month of the creators whom we've licensed. So there, there's a lot of activity there. The key is to know what's the good stuff. You know, parents just don't have the tools or the wherewithal to find out or separate uh, what is healthy and what is not healthy from a content perspective. So we've done that. So to answer your question, in the first instance, it's all licensed content that we're ingesting into our system and, and publishing. Um, and over time, as we learn more about the data, what's working, is it science for nine-year-olds, is it sports for six-year-olds, we'll have the tools and the information to do some more original programs. Back up for me, if you will. I'm curious what it was like when Common Sense came to you because they're not obviously known in, in the video streaming space. They're a not-for-profit, and here you are leading a profit ex for-profit extension. So what was their pitch to you? The pitch was that their parents had been coming to them, you know, many, you know, 10 million people a month, they use this. They're in 60% of schools with their digital citizenship curriculum. They have a reach in, through all of these devices and partnerships like Apple and Sky and Comcast to 110 million people a month. And so their pitch was that parents are coming to them and saying, what about short form? What about these open platforms? What can we do about this? And that there was a way to activate this very passionate um, base toward this other medium. 
And, you know, they had been looking at this issue for years and looking at models like Nat Geo or Smithsonian that had put for-profit media extensions in front of a nonprofit that accrue value back to the nonprofit, but are, you know, independent media organizations. And I just, again, I had seen this opportunity in this progression of uh, kids moving to these platforms over time. But how do you start, how do you start a service in 2020, 2021? I mean, with what's going on in the world, you need to have the brand permission, you need to have a built-in audience base, and you need to have something unique in terms of the IP, the IP being the ratings and the child development guidelines. And that's what I saw. That was the pitch. That's what I saw you know, in the opportunity. And, and I totally get what you're saying in terms of the opportunity to uh, attract kids. But the reality is, as far as I could see, and, and look, there's other ventures out there that target kids with, you know, kids-only streaming services, but the overwhelming majority of the viewing is already happening on the big platforms where they may not be well served by the algorithms or whatnot, but they're there. So is the central challenge for Sensical sort of carving out a place on people's iPhones and iPads to watch in a different app than they usually do? It is. And, and in the living room, uh, by the way. Right, right. Especially the iPads and iPads. It is. And, and I think you just alluded to this. It's a parent play initially. The customer acquisition is the parents. The retention is the kids. The kids yeah, have yeah. to love this once they get there. But you have, you know, we've done study after study after study, common sense and, and for this offering. And, you know, 80% of parents say they're frustrated with what's available to them. Um, they just don't have the tools and the wherewithal to do something else. They want what's best for their kids and they want educational values in the content that they're watching. They want to see role models. Um, they want learning based content. So based on topics of interest to their kids. And they just want to know that it's safe and backed by a third party. It comes back over and over again in every study we do. So the key is to leverage the audience that we have, leverage the brand that we have, and to put something in front of parents and give them the tools uh, to, to let them have the experience that they're asking for. One of those tools is the parent zone aspect of what you're doing, which is uh, describe how this, uh, you know, I think really speaks to what is core to the sensical pitch, which is making parents feel safe. It's pretty amazing, actually. We you know, every, um, I mentioned this industrial process. So we have a person watch and rate and tag every video of every show. And there's hundreds of criteria that go into it. And the criteria are um, learning attributes like math and science, and making and moving. Um, but there's also social and emotional criteria that go into it, like compassion and curiosity and perseverance. And then there's hundreds of topics that go into this as well. So we have all of that metadata tagged in the content. And we combine that with the consumption of what the kids are watching and generate these learning reports for parents in the parent zone. So they know, and they can look at it two ways. They know this is the videos that my child watched along the learning scales, math, science, making, moving. But this is also what they watched in terms of topics. Like, did you know your child spent 30% of their time watching dinosaurs or watching sports or watching cooking? Um, and so they get this way to not only know what their kids are learning on the service, but to engage with them further, to extend the conversation and the learning experience with them. And it's very differentiated. There's nothing like that out there. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it almost sounds like you're describing a curriculum with an aspect that is like a parent-teacher conference telling us what our kid is uh, absorbing. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly exactly right. And and um, and you can go as deep or not deep as you want to with these reports. You can dip in. You can dip out. Um, they're there. They they have a seven day look back or a thirty day look back of what your child is watching. And again, it's not to. Uh, we have time limits, of course, uh, but this isn't about um, you know, monitoring or cramping down on screen time. This is a little bit about embracing what your kids are learning from this. And that's one of the big differentiations. It's not just safe, the content we say healthy in that there are learning attributes and a learning promise here. And, and that's great for parents to take advantage of those tools. But what's interesting about your pitch is uh, unlike just about every other streaming service out there, you're sort of proudly not algorithm driven when, you know, streaming we're told is all about the algorithms and driving users to get more and more engaged. So how do you reconcile that? I know it is, um, it is handcrafted and put together and it needs to, to give that right experience. But we put a lot of thought into these program channels. I mentioned there's 50 channels on the service and that will just continue to grow. And those are based on these topics and passion areas. So, um, you know, the problem on the algorithm-driven services is they go down the rabbit hole, and oftentimes that rabbit hole doesn't end well. And this, we say, is the safe rabbit hole. So if you like live action and how-to content like sports or drawing or dance or cooking or DIY or building, you know, that's there for you. Um, but if you're passionate about dinosaurs or animals or, or video games or outer space, like those are there for you too. Again, thoughtfully programmed. But then the fundamentals of preschool are also there. So the reading, the math, the science, the history, music making, um, moving positive messages and role models, those playlists are there. And again, laid in in a way that kids can go down that, that rabbit hole, but in a safe way. It's just not an algorithm. It's, it's a known quantity of what's been coming in. Well, another A word that comes up when you're talking about the safety factor in kids is the advertising, which, hey, it's great that you're a free service, but don't parents get a little skittish about any kind of advertising? And how are you keeping that part safe? Yeah. And you can imagine this was a a really hot topic for common sense uh, media that has a lot of thoughts on what's going on with advertising for kids in the world. But um, we spent a lot of time developing best practices here. And adapting a lot of the practices from television that just don't exist in digital. So there are things like, first of all, vetting the advertisement, just like we vet all the content to make sure that it's age appropriate for each of the different segments of the service. Um, And there's rules like frequency caps and the volume of ads within a pod and the distance between the pod. And but the big things are, you know, category exclusions. You know, there's no sugary foods and drinks, there's no fast foods, there's no theme parks. Um, And the other two things that are really important are the separation of content from the advertising. This is one of the biggest things that you don't see in digital um, that you've seen on TV for a while. So it's both separation in terms of we are now moving to an ad break and making that really clear for kids because they can't distinguish, but also not doing content blend advertising blended into the content. These, These levels of consumerism are very prevalent in digital media today where the host is pushing the ad or unboxing videos. And for a kid, they can't distinguish. And it has some really poor role model and character traits that come out of um, that type of content that we've completely avoided on both the licensing side and the way that we're going to advertise. 
You mentioned ad breaks. It's also a good reminder that, and, and this is very sort of 2021 of Sensical, that it's not just an on-demand uh, platform, that there are linear streams. I mean, is that kind of like essential for any streaming launch these days? It seems like it is. Yeah. But the but the consumer, you know, it's, it's funny because what's old is new. Right. Consumers are, are eating it up. There's times where you just want to lean back experience. And that's true for kids and that's true for parents. And so we put together um, three live channels, one for each of our key age segments. So we do preschool, kids two to four. Um, we call little kids five to seven and then big kids eight to ten. And each one is program with day parts to start your day, midday, learning, activity, movement in the afternoon, and the wind down at story time um, at the end of the day. So pretty thoughtfully programmed into day parts. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from Eric Berger. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And we're back with Eric Berger, CEO of Common Sense Networks. Now, you mentioned earlier, of course, that Sensical is available both on mobile platforms and in the living room. Talk about the distribution strategy here. I know you've got, it seems, just about every major platform lined up to get the app on there. What has that been like? Because we've certainly seen headlines over the years about how fraught that could be. 
And also the discovery challenge, because it's sort of like, hey, it's great to be an app on a platform, but are, is it sort of like a, a grain of sand on the beach? Yeah. You know, this was one of the big lessons from, from, my, from my last gig. You know, we spent years, you know, working on building up the distribution and wanted to be on all the platforms and understood particularly with an ad-supported service, you want to be uh, as broadly distributed as you can be. And that was one of the first things when I came over is getting back in touch with everybody at all these devices that I had known and the team had known and ensuring that we were on the key platforms that matter. And the living room does matter, um, even for kids. And you'll see some of these big platforms are now getting an overwhelming amount of their consumption. Even the short form user generated um, platforms are getting an overwhelming amount of consumption in the living room. And so it was important from my perspective for us to be there very early. The discovery is about having a great product, you know, making that known to the distribution platforms and ensuring that, um, you know, you, you, you get featured. I think we have a standout product. The feedback that we're getting from these platforms is there's nothing really like it in terms of its mix of entertainment and learning and parent tools. And, you know, we believe that we'll get you know, the features that we need there. And then, of course, it's about activating the base that we have through common sense. I mean, there are other child-centric streaming brands out there. Uh, Kadoodle comes to mind. They've been out there a while. But I'm wondering whether you, if you see your competition as really the brands that are getting all the attention in the streaming space right now, subscription-driven, not kid-focused, but certainly kid-catering uh, services like Disney Plus, uh, Netflix, of course. I mean, are they your rivals? I think it's a, no, I think we're a complement to those. I, I think kids are using services like YouTube and TikTok the same way adults do, which is they go to the large subscription streaming services. Some of them still go to linear TV, but then they use these other platforms to fill in with different type of content, shorter form content, how-to content, live action and animation and a mix. And that's what's happening now. If you look at the way kids are broken down, they spend, I don't know, about 13 to 15 hours per month on these online platforms, meaning um, uh, you know, YouTube and, and TikTok and those types of services. But that's separate from their streaming time on those subscription services you mentioned, Disney and otherwise. And that's separate from their live TV so I, I think it's more of a compliment. The smaller players that are emerging, you know, that's less of the concern. I think they're a little more niche and, and not really taking on the um, the breadth of the content that we're offering or the learning aspects of we're offering. And, and definitely, while they may be um, safe, I don't think they're providing this healthy content experience where you've got child development experts watching every video um, within the service. But must eventually, for the growth of your venture, you need to go the same place those streaming services went in the sense of getting your own original exclusive content to the platform being the thing that really makes you stand out? I think it's inevitable over time. I would say two things. Right now, there's so much to pull in. I mean, the universe is so large of what's out there. Again, there's the big brands and the hidden gems. And so for us, rating and vetting and finding and pulling in content is and building up these interest-based channels is a really exciting challenge and we think very valuable for, for kids and families. That's one. The second thing though is um, where would you begin with originals given our charter? Um, 
I think for us, like understanding the data of which of the three age segments, the preschool, the little kids, the big kids, which of the topics really matter and finding originals that, that lean into or really support where kids are gathering is going to be the key for us to get there. It's inevitable. As you say, it's inevitable, but at the right time and with the right data. Well, you've been down the original programming road before. I mean, you, you were doing it before it was cool. I mean, Crackle at Sony in the early days, you were put, I think probably the first ad supported streamer to put premium content out there, but you know how hard it is. You know how hard it is to break through the clutter, but I would imagine you learned a lot from that. No, we learned a lot. And, and that's why I say, let, let's look at the data. I mean, we started so early that we were shooting in the dark a little bit. And as we moved on, we really understood, you know, our, our audience was a combination of um, gamers and streamers, and it was a multicultural audience. And when we got into the programming, as we moved on, we really lined that up very specifically. And the more successful shows as we went on, one of them has been a top 10 on Netflix recently, um, is, is because we really understood the audience and had the data to support that versus shooting in the dark. So that's one of the big lessons I'm looking at here. Let's really understand who we're speaking to, um, what value we're providing them, and how to give them something that's uniquely sensible and differentiated from just another big original series. So, of course, you want kids to know the Sensical brand and to have the app on their platforms. Do you then need to make that brand known on other platforms, YouTube, where they already are, or social media? I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, from our perspective, you know, we we won't use social media to speak to kids. Right. It's a little. I just thought to parents, perhaps. Yeah, but we will for parents. Yeah, so we're going to use those channels for parents. Um, I think uh, you you may see us on YouTube as we evolve uh, or platforms like TikTok as well oh. as we go on, but it's going to be, you know, in the right environment under the right set of conditions when, when you start to see something like that. We have to be protective of the environment as much as the content. Right, right. And, you know, when you mentioned TikTok also, you know, as you know, TikTok is, is pioneering a, a new kind of content that's different than maybe what your licensing, you know, but you have some digital first, digital native content as well. So is that sort of TikTok style, uh, is that evident even on, uh, in the Sensical library? Uh, I would say coming soon because that, that you can't avoid uh, what's going on on that platform and the type of content that's being made. Um, the, the parent organization of, of Sensical, Common Sense Networks, um, we also they're a partner of ours, TikTok. So we're working with them uh, on ratings and partnering with them to create a family-friendly service and offering. And we see the content very closely, what's going on there and the opportunity of what's going on there with kids and some of the value that we can create for the families that are using Sensible with that type of content. So here's a brand question. I understand how parents are made to feel safe by the Sensible proposition. I wonder, though, especially when it comes to the older kids, whether Sensical then becomes sort of like the spinach brand. It's associated with high nutrition, which parents may like, but kids may not. No, that is that is the challenge uh, for us. How do, how do you not make this feel like spinach? And we're not just 
pulling together script learning uh, stuff. There, there's really fun shows on here and really popular brands and topics that kids love. You know, as you move up into the eight plus areas, you get more into the how-to and the live action and the sports and the dance and the cooking and the DIY and the building and the drawing. And so our, our goal and what we are doing is having enough of that content to really keep kids interested, but also the big brands. That's why I mentioned, you know, the Novanas and the Nine Stories and the Mattels and the, you know, the Hot Wheels and the, and, you know, the Barbies and, and all of those things that keep kids engaged um, and not just have them feel like it's more school time. And then there's another segment of the audience to think about, which is the marketers. How do you appeal without sort of the massive scale that seems to be necessary to get advertisers' attention? How how do you get their attention? Um, Well, a lot of them are looking for, you know, when you advertise to kids, you can't do targeting. So so the whole ad world is moving into all this audience targeting and, and all the conversation that's happening around that. But you can only do contextual targeting, um, meaning line up with content that is a proxy for audience when it comes to kids. And right now, a lot of the brands that we talk to and the agencies are skeptical about, um, they don't understand what is the right content and is that content really the proxy for the audience that they want. And so with us, that's what they get an understanding. We have more metadata on what is appropriate content than probably anybody out there at this point in time as we rate and curate and tag. And that's not only for Sensical, but that's also for uh, on YouTube. And so uh, that YouTube network of creators that I mentioned with billions of views uh, is also an opportunity for advertisers with us to extend the ad buy out onto that creator network to get more scale than just buying onto Sensical. And, And that again, There's nobody out there that has the data or the wherewithal or can give the third party validation and confidence around what truly is appropriate content that can line up with your ad campaign and your brand. You made an interesting point earlier uh, comparing common sense media's uh, interests here to say what uh, the Smithsonian or National Geographic have done on their sort of for-profit media arms. And you know, it's an interesting comparison because, you know, you think about something like, especially National Geographic, massive, massive brand at this point, huge business. How big are the ambitions here for Common Sense? Is this about more than just a streaming service? Um, yes, I would say, first of all, you know, there's 48 million kids in the U.S., but there's, um, you know, 70 billion in English language um, territories alone, and there's 2 billion kids worldwide. The plan is worldwide. So there, this issue exists everywhere, um, not just here. But I would say we're starting in short form video um, as a starting place. But the whole key is about rating and curation and brand confidence for parents. So from short form video, there's lots of other media. There's podcasts, there's music, there's books, um, there's commerce. There's so many things that when we get parents into the system and kids that we can curate other content uh, experiences for them. And and that's where I think this goes over time. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch that growth story take shape. Sounds like you're in for an interesting ride. So looking forward to following your progress. Thanks a lot, Eric, for taking time out to talk about Sensical. Thank you. Great to connect again. Really appreciate it. 
been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.